Oh yeah. <clears throat> Hello. Hello. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Good. Uh, I mean, should I if, quit if Skype I'm, to make call recorder work? If I'm bothering you, just let me know. <laughs> Jesus, sure, sure. All or right, don't, or don't. I don't care. No, I'll call you back in in two seconds. All right. This can I'll, still be the show. People I'll, can wait two seconds for it. They can again. wait. Yeah, it's free. Right, it's I, fucking free. Yeah, here I go. All right. There it is, all working. Okay. All set up. Uh, made a little bit of a different noise. I think I had two calls going, or the other one didn't quit or something. I don't know. Could have. Who knows? Who knows this technology, man? It's beyond me now. I know, and it's Cyber Week, and I feel like I should be better, but, you know, there's what's, always what, next what week. Is, what is Cyber Week? So, well, I think it's Cyber Month, actually. You mean like... um. Like infrastructure week, you know? Okay. They're trying to boost up cyber. Yeah. You got to get the cyber, up, you know, back. You got to build the cyber back better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you should definitely build the cyber back better. I, Me I, too. We, the only thing, we need better cybers all around. We need better cybers. You got to see, there's that noise. You got to make the tubes bigger. What's happening? What you is hear that? noise? Yep. Like a submarine ping, one ping only, you know? It's like a Skype sound, you mean? I think so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't hear it. It's because, like, the connection is dropping or something. Hmm. Uh, I saw your little fire reaction. It's begging me to do it. So I did it. Fire. Fire! That was a good song by Petra, you know? Ah, Petra. Back when I was into Petra. Yes, the Christian rock days. Yeah. Fire! Do I mean, other religions have rock? Uh, Is there like Judaism rock, Islam rock, Buddhist got, rock? Gotta I don't be. Know. Gotta be. I don't know. I, I'm really curious. I'm going to actually... I mean, Buddhist rock. Let's explore that. <laughs> the gentlest rock. For next, think, isn't that just soft rock? I mean, I guess we there's Buddhist hip-hop. From our friend As Gomeo. we know, that's right. So I guess there is there. This stuff does exist. Listen, Gomeo, if you're out there, you're listening. Get back to us. Maybe you can offer some insight. There's yeah. gotta be. I mean, I just saw. Have you ever heard of a band called? Um, like it's Winterhawk. Is that the name of the band? That I don't know. Winterhawk band. Yeah. Oh, check this shit out. I, I, it came up on the old tweets tweetster, mm-hmm. and it's like the tweet was something like. Their very existence in the late seventies was a provocation. Provocation, yeah. A provocation. A provocation, yeah. A, 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 all right, here we go. Winter Hawk. I'll see what's so provocative about this band. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Now awesome. you see. Yeah. Now I see. Yeah. 
It's a Native American heavy metal band. Yeah, hell yeah. I'm into that. I can't wait to listen to I've never listened to them. I, I can't wait. Yeah, I'm going to find these guys, get a, get a listen. There's another little sound. What are these sounds? I think the time is, is right for, for Winterhawk to resurge, or maybe some other Native American band. Maybe, I mean, maybe there are... I'm sure there are a lot, but I think they need to go. I think now might be the time for them to go mainstream. I agree. Let's make it happen. Let's do it. Everybody but check you, out Winterhawk. We're going to throw the full might of this podcast behind Winterhawk. Native American heavy rock. I, I, and I, Winterhawk's probably only the beginning. I'm hoping. We will be laser focused. Yes. Which will have the same effect as a whipped cream pie dropped from a three foot high stepladder. What? <laughs> it's a little Kurt Vonnegut reference for you. Which I thought you didn't read. I read a couple Kurt Vonnegut's at your behest, even. Which ones did you end up reading? I don't remember that. Breakfast of Champions. Fucking a. I read Kratz, <laughs> Cat's Cradle, but that was in college, not related to you. Sirens of Titan. Did you read it? I didn't read that. You, that was the next one you queued up for me, and yeah. I have it in iBooks on my phone and iPad to read, but I never got around to starting it. Shit, bro. I was going to read it. I had like a flight, and I was like, okay, I'm going to read this on the flight, and then like, I just ended up like falling asleep or something. <laughs> I never well, read, got around to reading. Time well spent. That's where I read Breakfast of Champions on a, on a flight. I read like flight out, read it, flight back, finished it. Awesome. Perfect. It was perfect. Perfect for that flight, man. I bet. That made the flight so enjoyable. I'm sure. That it was like, we're getting ready coast. to land. And I'm like, no, not yet. Right. I'm reading. I'm almost done. <laughs> Can't you see I'm reading? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cir do circle around for right. another five minutes. <laughs> right. Just do a loop here. Come on. Help me out. So did you have to wait and then finish it at home? Um, no, I think I actually finished it before we landed. That was just kind of like a metaphor for how enjoyable the yeah, it made yeah. the flight. But I think I actually did finish it before we uh, before we got to the good old airport. You had a West Coast flight. It must have been right to finish a whole book. Must have been, you know, <sighs> flights. Yeah, can't even remember where I might have been going, man. That's yeah, such a knows. flying is such a long time ago. Long time, long time. Yeah, flying. Last time yeah. I flew, who knows? Just couldn't say. Yeah, I mean, I used to fly quite a bit. I mean, relatively quite a bit. I know there's people that fly like constantly. Right. They're Every jet week. setters. Their job is taking them over the place. I mean, I when I say a lot, I mean like four to six times a year. Yeah, I mean that's pretty good. Which is which is a lot, yeah, it's a lot, and and that was all business travel. Yes, I think occasionally have a little personal travel thrown in there, but uh, I was about the same back in the day, maybe even a little bit more. Yeah, <sighs> not but enjoyable. Haven't done that in a long time. Not even even before the pandemic, I kind of just like stopped doing that a couple of years beforehand. Yeah, just the need to fly just kind of like slowly evaporated from my life, and now here I am. Yeah, I, I can't even. Well, no, I guess 2018 was the last time I flew. Uh, where'd you go? Um, if I can San ask. San Cristobal de las Casas. Ah, uh, yes. In Chiapas, yes. Mexico. Of course. It's a great trip. Amazing trip. Last time I flew. Oh, boy. Might have been 2019. I think I went out to uh, Las Vegas. Nice. You know, I've never been to Las Vegas. 
I find that so hard to believe. I want to go to Las Vegas. It just seems I just want to experience it. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah. I've come close to going there several times. That's a weird thing to say. <laughs> but didn't ever actually make it there. How do you come close to go? Like, like oh, I was like in driving the around. And it's like, you can go this way. We could take the northern route or the southern route. That is 100% what it was both yeah. times. Yeah. I know how it goes. I'm like in Wyoming. And I'm like, you know, if we just swing around a little, we could go to Las Vegas. I mean, Add like eight right. hours to the trip. The other time I was at, uh, well, you know, worth it. just earlier this year, I was out, out Southwest and I was That's like, right. you know, you had to be real close. I think it was like, yeah, yeah. Again, I was considering it, but ultimately I was like, well, you know, it's just a little too far out of the way. Cause the thing is when you're out there driving around a three hour, four hour, even detour is like mm-hmm. nothing. Well, it would be four hour both ways, you know, but still. Still but, almost nothing. Yeah, that's true. Because you're just looking at all that amazing shit constantly. That it's is like, true. Maybe should have done it. The, I think the reason I didn't do it each time is like Las Vegas is worth just flying out to to yes, see. That's right. So it's like, you know, I'm going to keep doing the stuff I'm doing here and I'll just fly out sometime soon. Maybe next year I'll just fly out to uh, spend some, you know, plan a little Las Vegas vacation. I think so that's that was a my, good that was my choice. logic both times. I think it, you know, I think it checks out. Yeah. I think that's absolutely the right way to go. And like, not that you necessarily need somebody who knows their way around a little bit, but it does mm-hmm. help. Um, not to <laughs> bring the show down, but when we went out there the last time, it was for a funeral for uh, Maria, Lynn was my great aunt. And uh, but anyway, w- whenever we would go out. Her and her husband John, who also passed away this year, it's been a, been a rough year. Been a rough couple of years for the old uh, Welch and Associated families. But anyway, whenever we'd go out there, he was always taking us around. He'd lived out there forever, and he'd like drive us downtown and like zip right on up to like the front doors of the Bellagio or something, wherever we wanted to go. He just knew like it inside and out. And it was yeah. super handy. Yeah, that is good. And even all the like the little uh, like going out to Pahrump or something or up through up into the mountains. He knew all the little back roads and little secret places. It's nice. That is nice. It's very nice. What I'm yeah, saying that, that is I'll take help. you out there. That's what I'm saying. All right. Excellent. Let's do it. Once we get our cuts and then we'll go to Vegas, baby. Yes. Maybe we can take the cuts to Vegas. Oh, man. They don't know what's going to hit them out there. We can introduce cuts to the Vegas intro so, ecosystem. It's like a, almost like an, you know, an introducing an invasive species like the stink bug. Right. Right. There's going to be invasive pizza here. <laughs> all the regular pizza won't be able to compete. It'll just all be cuts after yep. a couple of years. With, without, pickled, non-pickled. Mm-hmm. I feel I should give back to Vegas because, like, I think introducing this invasive pizza is the right thing to do because we had the reverse invasive introduction from Vegas to State College. The one time we were out in, I guess we were out in Vegas. I don't know how that could have been. Anyway, uh, one of my wife, Leslie, might know her. That's her name. Uh, One of her friends was living out there, and she introduced us to the chocolate cake shot. This is back when we were bartenders. Okay. And it was fucking amazing. And we brought that back to uh, State College 
back to Sharkies. And for a while, maybe even to this day, if they still do it, although I, I feel like it did creep out to other bars, but for a while, we were the only ones who knew how to do it. And like after a couple of months, like people just come in and say, we need that chocolate cake shot. Like, all right. And no one knew what was in it because we had a liquor gun, like a soda uh, gun. And yeah. so we would just, you know, we'd be pressing buttons. They don't know what the fuck we're doing there. <clears throat> and it'd be like, you know, you sh- shake it up, chill it down. It's a mixture of a couple different uh, spirits and liqueurs. And then, you know, pour it in a shot glass with a sugared lemon. You could do it either way. But you do the shot and then suck on the sugared lemon, and that's like the icing on it. It's like, holy shit, that tastes like chocolate cake. And it's so weird. It's like like stranger than the sum of its parts, you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah, how, did, how did this work? Even when you know what the ingredients are, it's like, how the fuck does that work? Mm-hmm. But it does. And then it started to spread around town. But since nobody knew how to make it, you would get all these fucking crazy ass concoctions that they were trying to call chocolate cake but clearly weren't like the crowbar those a-holes they were trying to serve chocolate cakes but they were using like blue curacao in it and shit (laughs) it's like what the fuck is this you jackasses and they'd like they would send people in sometimes like the different bars you could tell they'd come up yeah yeah and they'd order one be like hey what's in that (laughs) i'm not telling you It's like we got pool tables and we got the chocolate cake shot. We don't have much else. We're not giving you half of our, (laughs) like, yeah, half of our our cachet or whatever. Did I I cachet right? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. I I wonder. I'm with you in not knowing how to do that right. The state of being respected or admired, prestige, a distinguished mark or seal. See, I'm talking about, the, well, one, yes, the meaning and as well as the pronunciation. Oh, yeah. Who knows? Because yeah. it's C-A-C-H-E, right? Yes. That's like cash. It. Like in a computer, you call that a cash. Well, my, uh, there's a T. Oh, there's a T, a T, T in, in this. Yeah, so that's where I it never gets knew a little that. tricky. That's where it gets tricky. I did not know that. Okay, so the cachet does seem right now that I know that there's a T in it. Right. So if yeah, I if mean, it's I cash, guess I knew that this word with the T existed, but I never. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cachet. No, and here's the example. No other shipping yeah. company had quite the cachet of Cunard. Uh, I think it's. I think I cached right. Cunard. Although it says ca- cachet. Yeah. Cash. Cachet. Yeah. Now, cash. C a c h e. That word used to come up a lot when I was reading my Louis L'Amour novels. Okay. Because they'd be riding around, and it's like you gotta have little caches of like weapons supplies and you would like hide them out in a cave somewhere out there so if you got in trouble and you had to make a run for it you know clear out of town or like the bad guys came for your ranch and it's like shit everything's fucked up or they caught you out in the wilderness like you would have these caches of supplies you could but that's without the tea without the tea right and -hmm. i grew up always think because i'd never heard it you know, and I right. <laughs> I grew up thinking that was pronounced cake. It was a cake of weapons. <laughs> right. I, I don't make sense. You're and trying I, to figure out that pronunciation. I was like, That's good enough. And I wasn't sure. But then I would read it and I'd hear cake in my mind. And that's, you know, sounds delicious. Right. It'd make a really good shot. Hell yeah. I only yeah. had a shot that tasted like <laughs> this collection of weapons out in the desert. Right. 
Well, that's why they have it, I guess, in Las Vegas out in the desert. That's right. Different kind of shot, different kind of cake. There's multiple cake shots. Yeah, there are. Relationships. Yep. And we're here to explore them. Both of them. Cachet, man. It's like that was our cachet. None of the other bars had quite the cachet Mm -hmm. as Sharky's did when it came to chocolate cake shots. There's a cake and a cachet. Right, right in the same sentence. You ever have one of those? A chocolate cake shot? Yeah, you had to have. So maybe it seems. I I keep wanting to say I've had like a birthday cake shot or something. Mm, This familiar to me. mm, No, this is different though. Yeah, I don't know that I've had a chocolate cake shot. Wow. One of these days, we'll get some cuts. We'll fly to Vegas. When we're there, maybe they still have it. You know, because that's where it came from and we can find a place to serve us some chocolate cake shots now nowadays one could probably just google how to make that shot yeah but you'll probably get different answers and it's like which one is right right which is the one which is the one right now when i searched cachet in google c-h-c-a-c-h-e-t yes okay the the suggestion below it is cachet chocolate what the fuck it's pretty fucking weird, man. What the hell? What is cachet chocolate? I what? That's what I don't get that when I searched Google. I have it. I guess it's a brand, the brand of chocolate. It seems like. Huh? That's fucking weird. Yeah. Well, you know, there's these chocolate connoisseurs out there. Are there? They're like you know, um, someone that I uh, that I that I know was getting really into chocolate. This oh. was maybe like. 10 years ago, 15 years ago. I don't know. I mean, everybody probably thinks they're into chocolate. Right. This was like, you know, but yeah, you know, it's one of these things where you like end up online in the Reddit group for it or something. And now you're like, oh, you know, it's like, like kind of like wine. It was, it was just like the wine tasting kind of thing. It was just like, oh, this chocolate, you know, and there was all these like bitter chocolates that didn't even like, you know, I had, I had too primitive a palate to right, even like right. enjoy. It's all like, oh, the whatever. Oh, clearly they, you know, this was at a high temperature, quick something, blah, blah, blah. 99% coca bean or whatever. You know, yeah, like, I don't know. There's like, a whole other like subculture out there, I guess, for, for rich people to like get into. You got to do something, you know. Here's a $20 chocolate bar. Well, you sound probably very foolish when you say something like that. Because that is so small yeah, in price. Well, yeah, because yeah, it's probably a thousand dollar little bean, like cacao bean. Well, those exist too, probably. I'm sure. Yeah, it's like it's like a thin mint, not thin mint, like an Andes mint sized piece of chocolate or something. Like one of those little bricks in a Hershey bar. Yeah, or smaller, like and a nib. Like, yeah, there was a there was a nib. <laughs> there was a nib. I've had my share of nibs. I've had my share of nibs. Yeah, we all. I had the uh, chocolate cell at Colonial Williamsburg. They have the coffee house there. Uh huh. You know, recreated from colonial times, and the two things they offer there is our coffee and hot chocolate, which is what they had at the time. Okay. Like that was like more or less the only way to get chocolate, you know, at this like, you know, you go to the coffee house and they give you like a little, in essence, it's like a little like espresso shot of like hot chocolate. Oh, had to be the fucking best. But it was, yeah, it was very good. It was very good. But it also was not like, you know, what we, you know, it wasn't sweet. There wasn't like right. sugar added. Right. 
it had a kind of like little bit of yeah, a little bit. I don't know what to say. Like maybe like earthiness or something to it. Mm. It was very good though. It was very good. Slightly unctuous. Unctuous. I, so I'm not sure what that word means. I just thought that word means kind of gross. No, I think it's it's. But it probably has a better meaning than that. Yeah, it's better than just gross. Greasy I mean, this is what the word sounds like, right? So that's why why I think. It's it more of a that. feel, I guess. It says having a greasy or soapy feel. So maybe not unctuous. Um, yeah. Maybe some umami. It was a little gritty, though. Gritty. Huh. Like, you know, I th- I think. Like they just ground I, up the bean the best they could and then yeah, steeped it in water. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like okay. this was like, you know, 1770s style. When I said that was probably the best, I didn't necessarily mean when you had it at Colonial Williamsburg. Right. I meant back then. That had to be like a pretty special treat yeah i'm sure it was and even at colonial Williams, i will say it was very good okay and it was like something you don't normally taste around right but i also had that green bean chocolate meat when i was at my aforementioned trip to mexico (sighs) so did you say green bean chocolate meat I, i i might have said that yeah is that what you meant to say um, because I, I want to hear green about bean. that. I meant to say chocolate. Meat is just floating out in there. I think I said drink. Or I thought I said drink, but I could okay. have said meat. So you said you meant to say green bean chocolate drink. Yes. Is a chocolate drink that green beans in it? It does not have green beans, but there's this thing. That's very, it's, and maybe it's more for tour. I don't know. It's a drink you get down there. And now I can't remember the name of it. It was on the tip of my tongue. But in essence, it's like a a chocolate drink, but it's similar to this. It's like unrefined. It's like straight from the plant. You know, it's like the way the, you know, native peoples made it. It's not modern day kind of like candy ish chocolate. It's a raw baby. Yeah. And, uh, you know, everyone's like, oh, you should get this, you know, since you're here, you should have this. Like it's, you know, this is the only, you know, you're not going to get this back home, you know, have one of these things. It's kind of like one of their little local, just like in the Wyoming Valley, you get the cuts Yeah. here. You get this, this chocolate, was chocolatey that, thing. Was that at that place? You sent me some photos of the food there and the exterior of that place. Was that a different place? I think it was a different place. So okay. I believe so you were getting wife, some local cuisine there. My wife, you may know her. Her name is Christine. Yes, Roger. Copy she that. sent you a video of me drinking it and giving my reaction. Oh yeah, shit yeah. You okay. really got to go in the way back machine Fuck. here, like three that's years a, to, wow. to remember it. And I, I, that's where I made the comment of like green, like there was something about, it tasted like chocolate, but it also tasted like a vegetable at the same time. That is, it's that rawness. And the closest I could come to say, if there was like, if green beans also kind of tasted like chocolate was like the closest thing, like raw green beans, you know, like a green bean from the garden. Yeah, I get it. had that. Sure. Like kind of like that. And chocolate, like like the chocolate, there was something about it. it. It's hard to describe because it's its own thing. But that's as close as my primitive, you know, our primitive language based communication words can like get to it that I could at least produce. I'm saying there was some like an umami presence to that. I think that's well, umami, maybe what 
you're describing. I don't think like umami is right to me. Umami is like a sesame oil. So the ultimate umami. mushrooms are packed with umami. Mushrooms Tomatoes are packed with, with umami. So like it's kind of okay. all over the board. Like you can right. like tomato. It's very acidic, right? Yeah, but still has that umami punch. Mushrooms, not acidic at all, way on the other end of the spectrum, but still has that umami. And I'm just spitballing here, but maybe okay. those, like that, the rawness of it, of whatever the bean or whatever they were using, might have had some umami. It, Could it, have been. Now that it, you've informed me, you've educated me on umami being in mushrooms, I could see that. Yeah, umami. Do the green flavor. beans have umami? Well, I'm checking that now. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm checking that now. Uh, there are some dish. I searched umami green bean, and like there were some dishes. Well, yeah. To me, umami is something I thought you add, like you would add to a vegetable. No, well, it's I more mean, about how you season and prepare it. That's again no. my primitive understanding. It, I'm sure they sell like, like, well, MSG basically. Yeah, you know, and you sprinkle that on there, sure. But like that that's present in just foods that you find in nature. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to get a bag of MSG to have umami. Some foods just have it. Um, right. But are green beans one? Well, how about this? <laughs> if there are any uh, horticulturists or gastro, gastro, what is it? Gastronomics, gastronomicists yeah. out there, please let us know uh, if green beans have umami, and uh, like on what side of the uh, spectrum are they? Right in the middle, like definitely not, or yeah, yeah, super, super. I mean, packed. I would say that it was like chocolate and mushrooms, even. I could yeah. see saying that, although I don't think that might not translate to you because yeah. no, I find I it, mushrooms though. to be the, as I've said many times, to be the most inoffensive taste imaginable. Crazy. Like there's nothing strong or potent or weird about it. They're just kind of like a delicious, almost flavorless. It's more about the texture and the fact that it soaks up the, the butter. There is a flavor there, but it's not like, yeah. Jesus, so, man. I don't know how you can say that. Of all the things to I mean, say, it's just the way you know. Different ways our our taste buds work. Because again, so onions many. literally taste like I'm being cut with a knife on my tongue. So I just have a weird tongue, I guess. So that's I, why I won't bring mushrooms into it. But the way mushrooms taste to me, I could say if you said it was like a chocolate mushroom, little like, mushroomy, like the same way the skin of that green bean has a kind of. I don't know what it is like a, you know, you're eating, you're biting into nature somehow on the skin of that green bean. Mm -hmm. Like it has a little something to it. Like a mushroom doesn't have the same something, but it also has a something like that. And I could see if you said, oh, it's like mushroom or it's like green beans, because it's not really like green bean and it's not really like mushroom. But either one is maybe an, an analogy. For me, because to me, a mushroom is not that offensive. To you, you'd probably say, oh, mushroom chocolate. I just know why I'm going to taste that. But I, but can I don't understand think it would be it. mushroomy. I can understand it. I can understand the appeal of mushrooms. Mm-hmm. But to say, to, 
to sit there, I assume you're sitting, to sit there and say, yeah. in no way imaginable is a mushroom offensive. I can't even comprehend that. Like how that could be. They're so innocuous, so flavorless. I, that to me is astounding. Yeah. It's what it's like white rice. <laughs> like if you had some white rice and added some butter to it, like is you're mostly eating the butter. The rice adds something though. It's the rice isn't completely invisible. But it's just like a thing. I, I yeah, that's what it, I mean again, I I will admit I'm the the strange one perhaps or maybe well, you know I there's these two camps. Maybe you could look in genetics if you have like this gene or this gene for your taste buds, you're going to experience it differently. Or well, something. I'm sure that's true. Yeah, I'm sure that's true. But but again, I can appreciate how mushrooms are basically a vehicle, like a delivery system for other things. Butter, uh, maybe you throw them on a steak, it collects the juices, what yeah. have you, right? Yeah. I can understand that. And I can understand the flavor of them being delicious, enticing. It's not to me, even though I keep trying and trying and trying, it's not to me. But I can still understand how they could be. But you can't understand, for the life of you, how, how someone could be offended by the mushroom taste. Because it's barely well, there and it seems so innocuous. Yeah. Well, I think the white rice is the perfect analogy. I mean, I'm with you. I, I think white rice, that's like the classic innocuous flavor yeah or food thing it's like i've been sick for two days i haven't really eaten i want something just innocent to just mm -hmm. test just test it see what i can do here you do a little white rice you do a little like lightly toasted bread <laughs> or like maybe some undoctored mashed potatoes but mashed potatoes are getting a, mm -hmm. almost a little too flavorful. But yeah, yeah. mushrooms, I don't put mushrooms. It's not like I've been sick for two days. I don't know if I can keep anything down. I know. Let me eat a handful of mushrooms. Yeah. That's <laughs> no. true. I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't do that. So <laughs> okay. maybe there is a failure in my analogy. You know, it, but at the same time, I wouldn't eat like a, a, a carrot stick either, maybe. Bye. God, I haven't eaten in two days and I feel like I'm going to hurl if I do. Where's the mushrooms, Sonny? You know, a handful yeah. of fucking mushrooms. I mean, I probably could. A raw mushroom is, it, yeah, it's, I would put it in the same category as eating like a, a carrot stick or something. You know, like, it's probably not what you're going to reach for if you haven't eaten. But again, it's not going to be like, it's not like, a, again, a raw mushroom. It's not like some kind of super rich thing that's going to mess me up. Oof, man. I mean, you talk a big game, but we'll see. Next time you're recovering from a serious illness, I want the first thing you eat to be a handful of fucking mushrooms. Sure. I'll give that a try. All right. Write it down. Yeah. It would put be it, like... Put it on your again, reminders widget. Clarify, you know, I wouldn't put it at the same level as white rice in terms of eating after sickness, but maybe right above there. Like a carrot stick or a celery stick. Raw mushroom. And I'm talking at this point like a, a, a raw like white button mushroom. I don't know that like a raw portobello would be any good. I don't know if I've ever tried a raw portobello to be honest. 
that surprises me. I mean, not that it's like I would have any trouble trying it. I just don't know that I, I have. Like, usually when I have raw mushrooms, they're like, you know, they're chopped up for a salad or, you know, you know, yeah, like, you know, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a kid, my parents are making steaks for dinner on the grill. I thought you just and said your pants are making steaks. <laughs> no, my pants don't make steaks. I'm like, what the fuck is going on down there? I got what kind of steak we're we talking about? Yeah, no, for real. That's but the like, first question. There's chopped up white button mushrooms, getting ready to like be put in a frying pan, sautéed to then add to the steak or whatever. And uh, you know, there's a, pot, a plate with a pile of these raw. I'll like reach over, take one or two. As I pass, ooh, another ooh, one. I'm, I'm a hungry, I'm a hungry boy. <laughs> You're these a hungry steaks boy. aren't ready yet. I'm taking some of these raw mushrooms, popping them down. Yum. So going past the, uh, you're in the Ponderosa salad bar line. It's like there's the container, like ham chunks, cucumber mm -hmm. discs. Yeah. All of that, and it's like, oh, here's the white button mushrooms all chopped up. That's yeah. like I gotta close my eyes as I walk past that. But you're like, yeah. No, I scoop them on. Scoop them I, on. If they have them, I'm definitely not not putting them on. I'm like 100. percent Oh man, they are like to me the one of the quintessential salad bar things, like chickpeas, <laughs> mushrooms, hard boiled eggs. Those are what really make a tremendous salad to me. I mean, I'd put the egg on there, but yeah, the chickpeas and the mushrooms. I would just look at those like. Who the fuck is putting this now shit you know on the answer? Now man. I know. All these years later, little did little boy Adam know that there were people doing. I mean, I assumed there were because they're there, but they were always full. Yeah. Well, everything was mostly full usually. I they don't know. That shit off. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They're always full because there's times when I'm like, oh, just just these chickpeas are on at the bottom with all this water. Yeah, yucky. And I'm like, okay, I can't not get chickpeas. So I'm like, no, you're I'm waiting picking around. it up with the spoon, but holding it against the side at an angle <laughs> yeah. to like drain the water drain off the water. and put them on. You're tapping on it. Maybe that'll alert someone. You're standing around looking. You know, maybe someone will see you looking around. I mean, I eat so many chickpeas. We we are always stocked up in the pantry with many cans of chickpeas because I use them in so many different ways. I'm not anti-chickpea anymore. It's just I don't think I'd ever had them. Yeah. I was just like, what is that? I don't know what I what do with it. What are those weird little things? Yeah, right. I get you on that. So I, I don't think those were ever offensive to me. They weren't like, I just yeah, it wasn't, at least back then, it's just like, I don't know what that is. Do I just eat it? Am I supposed to? I guess I just eat it. You just eat it, man. Yeah, just eat it. Fresh green peas. That's also a great thing from like the uh, Bonanza Ponderosa salad bar. Yeah, I'm not putting that on my salad either. I, I like green peas, but I'm not putting that on my salad. We've been over this before. Lettuce, chopped up ham, cucumber, the chopped up hard-boiled eggs, mm -hmm. blue cheese dressing, Mm -hmm. Bacon bits, maybe some croutons. Mm -hmm. That's about it. I would have all of those as well. Right. But I would also add you keep going. peas, chickpeas, mushrooms. I feel like the peas aren't always available. 
Yeah, I don't feel like they're necessarily a When they would have them, I'm like, okay, this is... And and, and it changes what dressing I'll put on it. Because if the green peas are there, I'm going with ranch. Okay, sure. If the green peas aren't there, then it's blue cheese or Thousand Island. I don't think I was really that aware of ranch dressing until I was in my 20s. That is such an interesting thing. Like maybe you say maybe slightly aware, but had I had it, maybe, maybe, I don't know. I don't think so, but possibly. Well, that's probably a good thing. Why? I don't know. I feel ranch dressing, it gets knocked a lot, right? But why we though? Had, I don't get we it. had ranch growing up. Why does it get knocked? I never understood that. I don't know. I think. It's like, oh, what's in it? Well, it's fucking Hoity-toity people are like, ranch dressing is for for childish people. It's for rude. It's not sophisticated. Right. Whatever. Is, is But I don't, yeah. You, Bullshit. You don't, you delicious. don't subscribe to that, neither do I. It no. is fucking delicious. Well, you know, it's really delicious when, again, this is my bias because this is what I had growing up. Um, you know, maybe my mom's even listening. Hi, mom. Hi, mom. But you know, she she we would make growing up the uh, the Hidden Valley Ranch from the pack, like sure. the seasoning pack, the best. You add that with some, I don't know, I guess some milk mayonnaise. I don't know what you even really well, added it. You can with. make the dip, or you can make the dressing. One yeah. has like just sour cream, I think, and the other has milk and mayonnaise. Yeah, I think yeah, we get the dressing with the milk and mayonnaise, and it would be yeah. very thin. That was the kind of the only problem with it. It was so thin, but man, did that taste good. More mayo, your milk to mayo ratio was out of whack. Yeah, could have been. But I mean, to me, the thinness was just became, again, because it's what I'm used to, became almost part of the experience. Sure. It was like a feature. Sure. But yeah, it was that stuff. Again, growing up, young Brad. And that's better for a dressing because then you can kind of, you know, slather it around. It'll, mm-hmm. It's pourable, really. Yeah. We tend to prefer, even for addressing it, it to be thicker, on the thicker end. Yeah. And then that's good for dipping vegetables and shit in. Right. We have a yeah. whole container. We we graduated from the little packs. They sell just huge containers of ranch seasoning. You know, like a well, one-quart mm. <laughs> container. Mm-hmm. So then we can just make it whenever we feel like it. And at whatever volume we want. Like, we could make... You know, just like a quarter of a cup. It's like, oh, we're having a salad. Let's just make this much <laughs> just for these two salads, you know? Yeah. Well, you could start going crazy with that, too, like mixing it into other things you make. Oh, I do. And I I do like dry wings, not like super sauced up. And I just uh, use the ranch as the seasoning. Like a ranch seasoning dry rub kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds great. Fucking great. Yeah. Put it in other shit. You can you can deploy that all over the place, just as long as you have it in your mind, you know. Cause sometimes I'll make something. It's like shit. You know what would have been good in there? Fucking <laughs> ranch seasoning. Yeah. And you don't have to open a packet right. and sprinkle some on. Then you got this. And then you fold the packet over. It's like am I gonna throw this away? There's half of it left. Then you put that in the cabinet. And now you got a half used opened packet of ranch seasoning. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We eliminated that annoyance. Yeah, we have, um, 
a similar thing, but it's with like the taco seasoning. Yes, we have that like too. The Ortega taco seasoning. Yeah, but it's like a, yeah, we just have the giant thing with like yes. a handle. Yeah. And so it's just like let's add a little taco seasoning into whatever we're doing. Sometimes it's like you know taco seasoning might be good with this. Yeah. You, you could do taco flavored wings. Yeah. Taco. We we add we uh, yeah add it to uh, some shrimp. Mm, oh yeah. It went oh, really yeah. well. We were doing some like little uh, shrimp in the frying pan with some oil. Hell yeah. And we were like, hey, sprinkle some of this on there. Why not? It's right there. You don't have to open the packet and then fold yeah. it over and have the empty or half empty packet in there. Yep. It worked well. Deploy it I well. never tried it. I'm even thinking now, like, you know, I don't know. I want to just actually make things now to add taco seasoning to. That's what I'm saying. You got to keep it in your mind. Yeah. Taco seasoning mashed mind. potatoes. Fuck yes. How about uh, taco about, seasoning French fries? Yes, taco seasoned sautéed green beans. Yeah, all this is fucking. You're getting me excited for dinner tonight. <laughs> I know. We've been making a lot of French fries in the air fryer from just raw potatoes. Oh wow! Which actually turns out not too bad. How is that pot? Do you parboil them? No. No, just right. Just cut them up and put them in there. We we have the little you know like mashed potato or not mashed potato you know potato slicer thing uh-huh, uh-huh. that cuts it into the little fry shape a mandolin it's not a mandolin because okay. that would cut like little potato chip like things wouldn't it? well you have different attachments for it but... yeah maybe yeah this is like just like a big cube and on one end it has like you know like a grid of little sharp yeah. razor right. blades and then you just push, push the potato through fuck that's awesome and it just comes out in like, a, yeah. And, right. and it, I don't know. It works pretty well. We put them in there. We, we put. Do you season um, them? Toss them with some oil? Like, what do you do here? Yes, we toss them with oil. And a we little salt, pepper, whatever, taco seasoning. A little oil, salt, pepper, and rosemary. Okay. Is what we've been using. And then right into the air fryer. And so, yeah, we have a big bowl. We put, you know. Take a couple potatoes to we French we turn them in that French fry cut with the machine. Yeah. Throw them in the bowl, put a little splash of oil in there, seasoning, mix it all up, put it in the air fryer, and uh, you know it takes a long time—thirty minutes, twenty minutes, um, like twenty minutes. Okay. Yeah, and we you know and we stop it a couple times, and and the reason I guess I'm not sure how long because we kind of wing it because sometimes depending yeah. on the potato or how I don't know sure. it just kind of changes sometimes like yeah. we're kind of monitoring it like every you know we'll do it for ten minutes then after that maybe every five minutes we look at it you move mix around. you know shake them up yeah run again for another and just keep doing it until it seems like they're they're good you know and sometimes they look good and you taste one it's like no this still just kind of tastes like a raw potato put it in again. And eventually they turn into French fries, and they're delicious. Um, Crunchy on the outside, nice and puffy on the inside. Yeah. It's or even just... if they're not totally crunchy on the outside, like they're crunchy on the outside, and sometimes some of them aren't crunchy because of how they laid in there. Maybe they're crunchy on one, but like they just taste kind of like soggy fries then, which is also fine. They come out pretty good. Is all I'm saying. It yeah, works. Yeah, I me. believe you. It's just I've maybe I tried it's so not, hard to. They do don't them. taste the same as like fries that were deep fried in Nevada oil, of course. 
and that's you know probably for the best but yeah, um, but they they they're very good and this seasoning mix you know the thyme the not thyme rosemary mm-hmm. is a, a fun seasoning to use but taco seasoning. taco seasoning going to try that next time ranch yeah some ranch seasoning we don't have any ranch seasoning here or the packets like we never <laughs> what is it too dangerous to have in the home or well you well you can't mix them. No, we just never have it. I don't know. We just don't go that route. We have ranch dressing, like in the bottle. It is not the same. It gets sucked down. Oh, I know it's not the same. Now you could save the bottle, make your own ranch, put it into the bottle, and then, you know <laughs> we're good to go. You're you're ready. You can yes. have a little cash, a little cake of ranch. Yeah. That would be good. A little, ranch, a little cake. ranch cake. Yeah. You know, because, yeah, it's, I definitely also like for a lot of times for lunch, you know, I'm working at home. It's like, oh, I need to just make a quick lunch, throw something in. I'll have something like, you know, veggie chicken nuggets or something and a little bag in the fridge. I'm like, I'll just throw those in the air fryer and eat them. <laughs> now, I'm not having my chickpeas and spinach concoction which would also benefit from the ranch yes. as what i think these veggie little chicken nuggets dipping them in that homemade Hell ranch would be yeah. good too so both ways yeah definitely adding homemade ranch to the shopping list ranch packets ranch seasoning or get the jar or the giant jar mm-hmm. yep. well i may start with the packets just to proof of concept for the family and then move right. up into the jar you know what i mean sure Sure, I get you it. You got to crawl before you can run. Kind of. I understand. I just think if you have the jar, maybe they'll sell a smaller jar. Um, I think you'll go through it because, like, also you're committing to a lot of ranch. If you get the packets, like you have to make again because you don't want the <laughs> like open envelope banging around. So you got to make mm-hmm. the whole thing. Yeah. Now you're committing to that, and it's not like unless you, there's no preservatives necessarily in that not like the bottled stuff which will right, be more right. stable for longer yeah for so, years and years right unopened probably but even once it's opened it'll even last once it's open yeah i think time. unopened it may last forever right it'd be like or, your or, co-worker's or slice of purposes. pizza <laughs> yes. yeah yeah for all intensive purposes it'll last forever so you could take the ranch put it on the slice of pizza heat it up and eat it yes. probably now still if your be good. purposes are not intense <laughs> They're just kind of like a little lackluster. Yeah. Passionless. Passionless purposes. It won't last that long. It won't last that long. It'll still but last, but not that long. Exactly. You gotta your purposes need to be intensive. Just like your care. Right. Now now. Now pies. Pies and juices in particular. Since we're on the food, we're doing the food game right now. So, uh, let's see. What kind of pies we got? What are some classics? Cheese a mile high makes for the perfect pie. Cheese a mile high pie? Apple pie? Mm-hmm. Cherry pie? Mm-hmm. Damn fine Cheese cherry, cherry pie. pie. <laughs> peach pie? Oh, peach pie sounds fucking good right about now. Shoe fly pie. Shoe fly pie. Thinking, love now, me shoe fly pie that's another pecan pie past. i love that too now what, what what was that pecan pie oh pecan pie yep yep but Lemon i'm thinking meringue pie more of like fruits 
So yeah, sure, lemon meringue pie, which without the toppings, just lemon pie. Uh, key lime pie. Oh yeah, good old key lime. Now, so there's all these fruits. They're making all these pies with all these fruits. When was the last time you saw an orange pie? Or a blueberry pie? Once in a while, you'll see a blueberry pie. Oh, I see blueberry pie all the time. Yeah, but no blueberry juice. Tons of orange juice, no orange pie. Tons of blueberry pies, no blueberry juice to speak of here and there. Yeah, no, I hear you. Fuck tons of orange juice. Oranges are all over the place. No pies. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I feel like just like you have like a lemon pie or a key lime pie, it turns into that whatever that is. That it's like, gelatinous. Yeah, yeah. It's like cut half way between a custard and a gelatin. You should be able to do that with orange. You would think so. Just as easily. Maybe you can. And no one's doing it. It's just it. been overlooked for all these centuries. But it's like, no, I take my oranges juiced, please. Juiced or whole. No other way. It's like, well... Make a pie. Yeah. Where's my blue... I love blueberries. I love a blueberry pie. Where's my blueberry juice? I think you can find some, but it's like in the specialty aisle. Right. In like a little glass jar, like a 16-ounce glass jar maybe yes. for like twelve ninety nine. you know? Yeah. Well, well but, there's an economic factor, I guess. But not for the oranges. Like, what no, the fuck? No, not for the oranges. Where's my orange pie? Everybody loves an orange. Now talk about, like, sort of an innocuous, the most innocuous of fruits. Gotta be the orange, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. I think orange pie... Is it too boring? I don't think oranges are boring. Is it too... Watery? But a lemon, that's all they're using is, the, like, the juice from it anyway. You're not putting a whole, like, lemon flesh in your pies? So what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, I guess not. Yeah. You you, get, I think you hit on something here. And, why, and get, why, why aren't there orange pies more prevalent or even exist at I, all? And I've never seen one. Not only are they not prevalent, I, I think they're extinct. Or have n- never been. Yeah, that would be my cake. Now, I did Google orange pie, and there are lots yeah. of recipes for orange pie. All right. so And it looks like, be. just like we said, like kind of like that lemon or key lime pie, but orange. But I've never Sounds heard of it. I never even considered that it could exist for some reason. Like That's how closed off the human mind gets, you know, I shaped know, by right? your environment. So uptight. I never, I never even considered that an orange pie could be a thing. Yet there it is. That's been bugging me for years and years, man. I want to taste they... one of these orange pies, man. I'm gonna, good. I'm gonna fucking make one. Maybe I'll ship one to you. That would be great. I would appreciate it. Yeah, and some of these are like, they have kind of like a cheesecake or like a cream thing in them to make it like a like a creamsicle like a creamsicle yeah creamsicle pie Mm -hmm. fuck Mm. yeah (laughs) now creamsicles now the only downside of that is i feel the artificial orange flavor that is in a creamsicle doesn't taste anything like an actual orange to me 
Like, this is made with actual yeah. orange juice. Yeah. I mean, for a creamsicle, I think the, the orange part of a creamsicle is inferior to the cream part of it. But if you were using real ass, fresh squeezed orange juice. Yeah. What if you just mixed like cream and orange juice together? You couldn't do that because it would like curdle it with the curdle. acid. It would make yeah. that weird like a cement mixer. Yep. Speaking of shots. Fucking disgusting. Now, there's a way to prevent that curdling. I forget what it is. But we used to also make a drink called a Tootsie Roll uh, that had orange juice, creme de cacao, and then it was supposed to get a splash of half and half. And I was n- never able to make one successfully because it fucking curdle. But there's a mm-hmm. way, I don't know if you have to like emulsify it or something. Yeah. But yeah, there's a way to prevent that, but I'm not sure what it is. And that would be the trick with the orange cream pie, the cream skull pie too. Yeah. Well, I feel like the the once you have turned it into that gelatinous thing, it doesn't mix anymore with the cream. Like even like the creamsicle dessert, like you have the the cream ice cream and then that frozen orange piece like they don't they no longer mix they don't like they're not liquid they don't intermingle and then right, have a horrible right, right. reaction yeah you'd have to make your gelatinous orange concoction first and then now is this when you is this like a key lime pie with like the gelatinous stuff on the bottom and then like a meringue on top or you're saying like it's an ice cream pie I'm, no, 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 no. It's not an ice cream pie. I'm just thinking of a creamsicle, another place where you have oh, the orange yeah, and yeah. cream. But yeah, right. no, the pie, the pies that I'm looking at at Google are either like they have like the meringue on top or, you know, the white cream, whatever it is, or some of them are just like when I think of a key lime pie, it usually is just the green, like a, a slice of the green jello. Sure. Yeah. Whereas the lemon one usually has the, has a the meringue, meringue on top. Yeah. But you can put the meringue on top of the key lime pie too. Yeah, I'm sure you could. Yeah, this is most, I see them all different ways on here. Some have the meringue on top. I'm just going to call it meringue. Maybe it's some other type of. Mm-hmm. Could cr- just be whipped thing. cream. Yeah, it could just be whipped cream. Some of them don't. It's just a pure like orange, you know, chunk. I mean. Or some of them, one of them here has the cream underneath and the orange on top. Boy, they're really turning things upside down, aren't Which, they? They really are. But that that configuration somehow seems the most pleasing to me. Maybe in its novelty. And here's one where it's like kind of all intermixed. Like, like a swirl? Yeah, it's like... That sounds good. The, it's kind of like it's it's the cream part in the pie, but there's like chunks of the orange gelatinous stuff kind of like embedded in it. See, that might be the way to do it. Irregularly, yeah. Huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of options here to explore. I mean, if you're looking for pie recipes, you've come to the right place. It's pie talk. Yeah, fucking orange pies, though, for real. Oh, I, I, I gotta fucking send you something. Hang on. Hang on. I forgot All right, this. Here is me. a photo that I took this morning. Stand by. Let me make sure this is the right photo. We, we don't want something to miss out here. 
right there. That's it. Yank. There you go. Coming through. Won't be long now. You should have it. I have it. Oh, you. Oh, nice. Now that you is not. The... It's not mine. That is my mommy's. You might know her. Her name is Christine. Hi, Christine. Um, hello, Christine. Yes. I know she's listening. Two. Yeah, this was the. What did we call it? I don't remember fluted? what our it's preferred like nomenclature was. I think we moved on from fluted because it wasn't exactly right. Flared? Yeah. Maybe. Flared? Maybe. Yeah. But yeah, it's the. It's like kind of like what you, what I imagine you'd see in like a diner. No, not really. Some diners. Some diners. Yeah. I guess it has a kind of like 19... It's almost Googie-esque. 1950-ish? Yeah, yeah, yeah like totally. Googie, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's narrower on the top, wider on the bottom, kind of conical mug. Yep. Now, the issue, and I don't know if you can tell this from the photo, but if you zoom in, I think you can. The body text, mm -hmm. and this could be a symptom of the shape of the mug, is yeah. kind of blurry because I think it got um, transformed. Like it got a little distorted because yeah, it's well, narrower even, at the bottom. I mean, it's not too bad. I mean, even on the current one, which I have right here, the regular mug. At least I thought, oh, yeah, it's right here in front of me. I think the one on the regular, because I had this in my hand and I was looking at mm -hmm. it, and it's like, yeah, that's way less clear than mine, which is the yeah. standard straight-sided mug. Yeah, it definitely, even like with the larger text, the way it goes along this curved, again, the geometry of this mug, the text isn't like straight. It's kind of like rounded in a way that's hard to describe really. I guess my point like is... Like it's in a bit of an arc. But hey, I, I think it still looks great. It looks great. It might be slightly harder to read. So it's just a little... Just a little word of caution, but yeah, it's still legible. Mm -hmm. And it's not really about reading it. It's more about just knowing that it's there. That's right. That's right. It's a, it's a feeling that you get when you're way out west with your ranch cake and your green bean fucking coffee. Beautiful. Buy a, buy a fucking mug. <laughs> yeah. Gutterballs.tv. Click on merch. Buy a mug. <laughs> <laughs>